All right, everybody, welcome back to the latest episode of the In the Flat podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kill, again, joined by Jordan Schultz and Jess Sabin. Uh, this week, we're going to talk all about you know, top 25 lists after spring, early bowl predictions, transfer portal news, Big 12 news, and everything else in between that's out there right now in college football. So uh, let's kick it off with some um, early top 25 lists. Got to love the list. They're probably going to be terribly wrong here in the next few months. Um, you know, there's so many different publications releasing their list. Um, so I just took like a random um, kind of average of some of the different um, publications out there and, and we'll talk about like what's the most common you know ones that are out there i think most commonly the top three are very similar in georgia michigan and ohio state some people have ohio state one some people have georgia one some people have michigan one um what are we thinking here uh, you know as far as that top of that, that list is that the right list is there anybody else that should be in those that top three should there be an alabama Penn State, uh, Florida State, who else, anybody else deserve to be in that top three? Or is that pretty much the, do you feel like the top three going into college football season? We'll start with you, Jordan. Um, I think that top three right there, I think Georgia is, in most people's eyes, number one. I think they're just going to reload. I think Michigan also number two. Um, it, it, I don't question that. Uh, they probably have the most complete team, not in the sense that, they have the best team, but they have a lot of returning players. They have a lot of players that have done it, you know, the last couple of years. So a lot of returning, a lot of just – they seem a lot of like they're complete. I still have a question mark on their defense, but, they, you know, they seem complete. Um, the Ohio State, I can see them being three five or four or five. I, I see why they're three, but, you know, there's other teams. I mean, even Alabama, uh, LSU, if you want to talk about – LSU has – Probably one of the better teams this year. Just don't have a lot of depth. I, but I think those three are probably the most common, and I think the probably the correct three just right now. All right, Jess, any any difference of opinion from you, or do you feel like it's pretty solid top three? I mean, yeah, that's the top three I think most people have and the top three that I would agree with. I mean – We've discussed kind of off the air are some of our concerns about Ohio State and their quarterback situation, which is also the same case with Alabama, which probably would be why they're not in the top three as they normally would be. But Ohio State just has so many good returning weapons. Uh, they have the top two wide receivers, arguably. They have a top three running back, arguably. They've got some high potential, high potential defensive players. I mean, we talked about a couple of their guys when we were discussing the top 10 players for next year's draft, you know, the way too early look. Uh, so just based off of sheer talent, you can't have, I would say you can't have Ohio State outside the top three, but they're the only team that I really have any concerns about there. No, yeah, for sure. I think like like it's a pretty pretty solid top three. Um, I mean, you can make cases for other teams where they all have issues. Honestly, outside of Georgia and Michigan, I think a lot of the teams are are flawed throughout the top twenty five. With in some area or another, whether it's a quarterback or offensive line or defensive line. So, uh, I think the top two are are pretty accurate in Georgia and Michigan. Um, I think after that, it's going to be kind of a crapshoot depending on what happens in the transfer portal and you know, schedules and, you know, who, who, what early freshmen, you know, step up, that type of thing. Uh, let's go for the rest of this list here that we could talk a little bit of who we maybe think is overrated, underrated. So, uh, so 
uh, Penn State, number four, Washington, number five, Alabama, number six, Florida State, seven, LSU, eight, Notre Dame, nine, Clemson, 10, Oregon, 11, Kansas State, 12, USC, 13, Utah, 14, Oregon State, 15, Tennessee, 16, Texas, 17, North Carolina, 18, Wisconsin, 19, South Carolina, 20, UCLA, 21, TCU, 22, Ole Miss, 23, Tulane 24 and Oklahoma 25. So just looking at that list, um, that kind of average of, of publications out there, um, who do you guys think that um, folks are maybe overrating and who do you think are underrating? So we'll start with overrating first. So Jordan, who's overrated on this list? Who's higher than they should be? Oh man, Washington. <laughs> how, how are they five? I mean, they, they jumped out to me pretty, pretty. Stole my answer there. Stole my answer. <laughs> but that's, the, that's the only answer. I think, if you go down the list, all these other teams have proven that they can compete. Have, I mean, out of all these teams, Washington's the only one that stands out to be like, why is that there? Um, I mean, they had a good season last year, right? What, what were they record? Yeah, but they, last year was. I it? thought they were less. I thought they had more losses because they started off hot and then they kind of fell off. Yeah, I think they still got ten wins. I, they might have been nine and three, and then they won their tenth game in a bowl game. It was somewhere I thought I got their tenth win, but I don't know if that doesn't tell me. Doesn't tell me they're going to be a top five team in in college football. Um, it's just yeah, it was. Yeah, no. It stood out to me like I was like, well, what are they doing there? Especially above Alabama. Much as we criticize Alabama, they're they're loaded on all their you know positions outside of quarterback. So um, I thought that was fun hard to believe. Um, there's another one that stood out to me that Jeff's maybe you'll you'll mention it. What does anybody else look overrated to you? Overrated. Um, I mean, I think we all have our concerns there with Clemson, but they've got a lot of talent. Uh, I mean, Penn State at four. That's what I honestly, my head. I think I drop them. I, I, I think I can see ten, number ten, maybe something like no, that. I I like them being in that top eight. But I think I would switch them and maybe Florida State if we're not going to give that spot to an Alabama. Yeah. Or, you know, Florida State or LSU to me should be in yeah. that, that position. I, I and, um, you know, I'd flip them uh, in Penn State. You know, just Penn State has not proven they can get over the Michigan and Ohio State hump. Uh, so I think I'd drop them. Uh, but I think. Texas is a little underrated there. Um, you you know, everybody I, else is on that Texas. Here, Urban Meyer say that. Um, yeah, I was about to bring everybody. Up Urban Meyer. Texas has I was the best about to bring him up. college football. <laughs> I, I just Urban Meyer. Texas and uh, UNC are going to have their seasons determined by whether or not their quarterback can take that step. Everyone is anticipating Drake may. I think even if he doesn't take that next step is going to be the number two quarterback off the board in uh, the 2024 draft. But Quinn Ewers has a lot to prove this year. Uh, and if both of those teams can get those steps, I th I don't see UNC really competing just because of the overall roster, but Texas has way too much talent. And if Quinn Ewers takes that next step, they're a top 10 team. I mean, they, they should be inferior, right? But they should be many years. They have the talent. It's just, and they put it all together. 
Um, I think even if Quinn Ewers gets hurt, I think Malik Murphy has the talent to keep them rolling. Um, but they go to Alabama, which is going to be a tough game. So that's I think that's a loss for them. And then, you know, it's a, probably going to be a toss-up of Oklahoma. And then so it's going to be a tough, tough row ahead. But I, I think, to your point, if they have the talent for sure. Um, okay, that's the um, overrated. What's about underrated? Like who um, – who, who do you guys see on this list that people are underestimating going into the season? Start you, Jess. Who, who do you got, like, who's jumping at you that should be much higher? Or well, as I just higher? said, Texas, I think, is underrated. Uh, USC, I you know, it's a quarterback-driven game at this point. So you got the number one quarterback. USC has all this, you know, like Texas, they have all this offensive talent. But, you know, they've brought in some defensive guys. Uh, they had a very good recruiting class. Seeing them at 13. Yeah, it was kind of low. Oregon, yeah. I, I don't know low. if I like that. I think they're going to be better in Washington, honestly. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're all beating on poor Washington here. But, uh, you know, they've still got uh, – what's his face? Uh, Michael Penix Jr., I think is – yeah, Michael Penix, not Penix. Penix Jr., a lot of people are very high on him. They've got a solid roster. I just, I, I don't like them being top five. Again, I think the Pac-12 or you know what remains of it at this point, it's it's going to come down to USC, Oregon, and Washington. But I, you know, I'm the highest here. I think on USC, you guys have your dislike of USC being Notre Dame fans, um, but. It's 13. It just feels a little low to me. I think I would have them at 10. I think I would make them a top 10 team. They've still got some stuff to prove, but yeah, I'd go USC is underrated outside of Texas. All right, Jordan, who do you got as the um, underrated team that's popping out to you here? Um, probably to me, UCLA. I think um, they're, they have a really solid uh, recruiting class this year. Um, they have one of the best quarterbacks coming in. Um, so I think that uh, if, you know, they had the pieces last year, I think that they, they're going to build on it this year. And I think they're going to, they should be a little higher just in the sense that they had a really outstanding year last year in UCLA standards. Um, and, and they, they're in my eyes, better than Wisconsin. Um, just right now, I, I can't say Wisconsin is going to be a almighty team this year. Um, I can even say they're a little better than South Carolina. I think they could, they should have been over those two teams at least, um, at least, you know, 19. Uh, but uh, that's my team. I just think that UCLA is getting a lot of slack um, from last year. They had a really good season and I think they're going to, you know, step on that with their uh, Dante Moore coming in and maybe pushing uh, their quarterbacks to be better. All right. Um, I guess if you're just looking at it from, um, you know, anybody else jumping out, I would say for me, um, Oklahoma, I think is going to be, is underrated at 25. I know they had a terrible season last year, but if you kind of watch what they did in the off season, they had a top five recruiting classes with a bunch of, they have three or four, five stars that are ready to play right away. And, and they also um, have one of the best, you know, transfer portal um, classes. Um, they're going to be able to fill in and hopefully I think 
take Brent Venable's defense and like actually play it the way it's supposed to be played and really make an improvement there. I actually think they're going to win the Big 12 and beat Texas this year. Um, it's just my early early thoughts on it, which means it'll probably be terrible for all the season. <laughs> um, but um, it's for I, everybody. Yeah. Unless you just go like, you know what? I think I think the playoff it's going to come down to some variation of Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and a random fourth. At least this. Well, well, no, Tony is really uh, good at picking a team and then losing. Their team <laughs> sucks, so don't. Well, you know, uh, Oklahoma fans, I'm sorry I, in advance. Um, just for Tony. Yeah, I think team. I think it's I think it's the year to sooner. I think they're gonna get a chance to play, get get close to the playoff. I'm not saying they're gonna make the playoffs, but I think, I think you do just it. guaranteed them an eight and four record. Uh, maybe I, yeah, I might have, might have. No, no. If you go back in time. Indiana, he said he was. I've had that. some good picks as well. Oh, okay, you've had yeah. some bad picks though. Like Washington State had a pretty good season last year, and I it, said they're going to have a pretty good season. Can we talk about Indiana? Michael Pennis got hurt. Well, I can't help uh, that Michael Pennis uh, got hurt. I can't call that. I'm like, it's your fault. Though. Right, you're, you said. You're, either way, you're wrong. This is going to be the year of the Pirate ECU undefeated national champs. Let me see where are they at on this list. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're even close. Uh, to even. I like. I think I'm they're like the bottom, hey, week one at Michigan. We're going to come in. We're going to be like 38 point dogs, and we're going to stun the world. All right, we're going to stun the world. All right. Well. Good luck to you guys out there, Pirate Land. Um, all right. Um, the other team that kind of stands to me, I think we talked about them a little bit, LSU. I think LSU had a really good spring. Um, I really like the, um, you know, they have some good transfer portal uh, pickups. Uh, I think they have a second-year quarterback um, that can run the Brian Kelly offense with a good backup. Um, depth is going to be their issue. So they have some injuries that could hurt them, but I think their front, um, all their starters, I mean, they're probably most one of the more talented teams in the country. They won, um, I think they won the East last year without, you know, being quite ready for it. I think this year they're more ready. And Alabama is even taking a step back, maybe with the quarterback situation. So there's a good chance they could be back in the SEC title game against Georgia again. So um, I, for me, that'd be something to watch this year. Um, I guess anybody else? Uh, Oregon State, interesting, number 15. I know um, DJ is there, DJU. Um, be interested to see how he picks up that offense, if he wins the job, if he does well there, because that could really tell you if they're going to stay in that 15th range or, or drop out of the top 25 or not. And then um, the average student on me is Tennessee at 16. I just don't know quite what to expect for them if they were, if this is a quarterback-friendly system they run, if it was all on a hidden hooker. Or what that offense is going to look like with a new quarterback this year. Uh, I think Joe Milton playing um, his fifth year. So uh, we'll see how he does. But um, be interested to see how Tennessee does. Anybody else you guys want to comment on? Jordan, over to you. Um, <clears throat> maybe Utah. I mean, yeah. But if we go off last year, I, I think Utah could be should be over at least Oregon and USC. Just because Utah last year, they had a better season overall. But other than that, no. Yeah. All right, Jess, how about you, sir? Any final comments? Uh, I think Tennessee this year is going to be pretty boom or bust. Um, there was a lot of talk about the, the quarterback they have. He's very much kind of this pure raw talent guy. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, definement to his game yet. Um. Another kind of like the Josh Allen, Anthony Richardson, great athlete, huge arm, uh, but can you refine him? So yeah. 
if he hits, you know, they broaden in some good freshmen. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see. Or do they go to the uh, five-star true freshman quarterback? So that's going to be something to watch. Yep. No, it will be. Uh, you know, if him, he, I mean, obviously Milton played at Michigan. And he just kind of flamed out. Was it? He was wowing in practice and never translated to the game. He did play well in the bowl game last year. So he's definitely in a more quarterback-friendly offense. I'll be interested to see how that does throughout the year. More more um, game tape is on him, and, and you know how he runs that system. So, All right. Next up, we're going to jump into um, – some early bowl predictions for the major bowl games for the, those, those tops, you know, uh, six bowl games. We'll start first with the Fiesta bowl. It's, it's right now Notre Dame versus Washington. Cotton bowl is LSU versus USC orange Clemson versus Penn state peach bowl will be Alabama Tulane. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Tulane beat USC last year. So there's a chance for Tulane. Um, sugar bowl will be a number one Georgia versus a number four Michigan. Uh, a Rose Bowl would be number two, Ohio State versus number three, Texas. So in this scenario, um, it would be, I guess, Ohio State would be beating Michigan in their in their, in their game. And that would be the only loss Michigan have to keep them in the in the top four. Um, so a couple questions. Number one, do we see two Big Ten teams making it into the Final Four this year? Uh, so we'll start over you, Jess. Is that happening? I don't think so. But again, this all comes down to Ohio State's quarterback situation. I just feel like if their QB play isn't strong enough, and I, I don't think they're going to beat Michigan, maybe they beat Penn State. I mean, again, like we were all, we were just talking, like, is Penn State a little bit too high? They could surprise us. They have a lot of talent. Um, but I, I just don't think they're going to impress people enough and have – you know, what they had this past year where despite the loss to Michigan, they kind of just, they got the nod. I don't think they're going to get that this year. If, but maybe if, if they're, this is assuming, you know, Ohio State goes undefeated, beats Michigan. I can see Michigan getting that nod this year with, you know, how Ohio State got it last year. I don't yeah. see Ohio State getting that kind of nod this year. No, for sure. You know, it's interesting. Um, if Ohio State's number two and they're undefeated, that means they would have beaten number four Michigan, a top Penn State team, a top Notre Dame team, and they're still only number two behind Georgia. I think that, that, I thought that was interesting. Um, Jordan, um, so do you agree? Do you think there's a there's a chance, or do you feel like there's going to be enough good teams where there's not going to have that opportunity as they did last year to get two Big Ten teams in? I don't think they have the opportunity. Um, I'm with Jess on if Ohio State loses. I mean, I mean, honestly, I think if Ohio State loses still to Michigan, I think they're both billing just because if you look at Ohio State's schedule, it's a little better than Michigan's. Um, yeah, Michigan's they, is terrible. Michigan can't afford any loss. The, the, biggest, the biggest thing, if you look at Michigan's schedule, they go to Penn State. Then they go, this is all in three, this is a three-week stretch. Penn, go to Penn State, go to Maryland, then play Ohio State. Penn State's going to be hard at Penn State. Then you have that that sleeper team of Maryland that's in between your two biggest games of the year. And, and, and so Dad could lose that. It, it, it's going to – this schedule, I think, for Michigan, yeah, it's easy off, uh, right in the beginning, but I feel like they can get laxed 
and go into the end of the season and just fall apart. I could see them both being in it, but uh, I think no one team team's going to uh, at in the Big Ten is going to be in it this year. You have to be undefeated for the Big Ten just because, like you said, there's going to be so many good teams this year. And and with it being Michigan, Ohio State, and then playing – and they're not taking away conference until next year. So – or sides. So yeah. <clears throat> there's – you can't not – put someone that's not in the conference championship game this year because there's so many good teams. All right. All right. So if you're looking at that, that list of the various bowl games, if you had to take one of the, um, those teams that the Fiesta cotton orange or peach bowl, uh, the Notre Dame, Washington, LSU, USC, Clemson, Penn state, Alabama, Tulane, and put them, which one of those do you feel like would have the most likely opportunity to make the playoff? So sorry, you Jess. Which one of those teams that are left out right now in the predictions that you feel like will make the playoff or have the best chance to make the playoff? I think USC, uh, simply because Jess and it's I, USC, man. I, <laughs> there's a logic behind this. All right. There, <laughs> oh, there is logic here. It's the way near it. It's of all of those, I would say LSU probably has the hardest because if they win the East, that means they still have to play Georgia for the SEC championship. And I think we'd all agree, Georgia, despite how good we think LSU could be, they're probably going to lose that game against Georgia. And this is assuming they can even beat Alabama. You know, we have Alabama has their questions, but it's the same thing. Like Georgia, I think top to bottom has the best roster. You know, uh, Jordan said Michigan. That's a very fair argument. Um, But I, I don't think Washington or Oregon or UCLA or Utah are going to be able are, are going to be as difficult for USC to overcome as any team beating Georgia in the SEC championship. Uh, we're assuming, you know, if Ohio State or Michigan are in, that means, you know, they have to go undefeated. So that would take out Penn State. Um so I think it would come down to probably USC or Notre Dame and, you know, pick who you want between those two, who's going to win their matchup this year. But I think, you know, Notre Dame, they, they who, who do they have on the, they, other than USC, they've got Ohio state Clemson um, Clemson. I, I think it's, they, they got a lot of tough matchups. Um, and I'm higher on them now after going to the spring game and seeing Hartman just dot up the field. You know, I he looks quite good. I just think USC's got the easier path. You're about to be kicked off the podcast. Um, <laughs> Again? No, uh, <laughs> uh, Jordan, how, who do you got on here? Like, is there anybody else outside of USC? Um you see like maybe LSU, Notre Dame, Alabama, which one do you feel like has the best chance? Maybe schedule, maybe it's talent, what it, yeah, whatever it is. Who do you think has the best chance to make the playoff out of those teams? Uh, Tulane. <laughs> there you go. No. Can I get a good quarterback coming back? So. That, that's, oh, that, that's, that's the that's answer. Mean. That was mean. No, it's the answer. There, I, I think I think they're going to be in a big bowl this year for Tulane, just, just so I don't. Well, they weren't last year, so I, I wouldn't surprise me. But um, I definitely see LSU getting in there. 
if if they can go undefeated going into the national cha- or their conference championship game, I, I see them being in there. I think their team right now is you know one of the best, and, and they have a lot of de- the, the depth is the biggest issue for them. But if the players stay healthy, I think they're going to be a scary team to play and can beat an Alabama and and put up a fight against a Georgia team more than TCU did last year. Um, but <laughs> it's not saying much. But uh, but <laughs> I, 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 I I see I, I in my eyes it LSU is the only one that has the path that can push one of these teams enough. I think USC schedule is still kind of uh, questionable besides their Notre Dame game. that That's the biggest thing. That's, the Pac-12 scheduling is so bad that it, the teams that are in the Pac-12 don't have those big, huge wins that LSU is going to have, that even Notre Dame is going to have this year if they win these games. They already have – they're going to have three uh, ranked team wins. If they win these game, those games – I, it'll be for me LSU or Notre Dame if Notre Dame can win these the three big games they have. Um, so yeah, when I'm looking at it, I, I would say the two <clears throat> that I see have the best chance. I mean, Alabama has the best talent, so they should have the best chance. If Tyler Butner can be what they need him to be, which I, I'm still doubtful on that, but if he can, I mean, if anybody can get it, I guess Nick Saban would be the one. Um, they have enough talent around there to, to make up for that, and I think they'll out-talent most teams. Luckily, like Texas plays them at Alabama this year. I believe LSU comes to Alabama this year. So those tough regular season games, are you're going to be able to have them at home. Um, I don't see them being in Georgia, but they, you know, if they're undefeated going against Georgia and they lose, I mean, they're probably still being in the playoff. Um, yeah, outside of that, I, I don't think Washington – I think they'll lose a couple games – so I don't think they'll they can make it in. I think LSU that depth issue you mentioned I think will come back to bite them. Um, I think they'll lose Alabama and they'll probably lose another game they should it just because of those depth issues. Um, Penn State I, I just I think they'll lose to Michigan Ohio State so they won't make it. Um, Kent Clemson I feel like is going to lose to Notre Dame and South Carolina if maybe even like um, um, another ACC team out there um, that. I like Florida State. I feel like they'll. I was about to say, like, I'm honestly surprised that Florida State isn't being given the nod in these early top bowl predictions over Clemson. <clears throat> well, like, if you look at Florida State's schedule, they play LSU I, first. They too. play LSU. Yeah, I know. Star. Like, I was about to say, like, a team, uh, Florida State would probably be my team that, like, I could, like, if they can make it through the first four weeks undefeated. I think they have a real shot because they they play Florida State and Clemson within the first four weeks. After that, they don't have like a team that's, you know, going to really push them unless you're high on Syracuse. Maybe again has a good season. Uh, Pittsburgh, maybe you never know with uh, Miami. The biggest thing anybody expects Florida to be all that good this year. They play Clemson at Clemson. Yeah, I'm saying like if they get through those first four weeks, that then I don't see them getting a, a loss after that. I, I at the very least with the kind of talent, especially if um, was it uh, Jordan Travis is their quarterback, especially if he's doing well. They've yeah. got a lot of talent on that team. There's a reason why I don't I don't think any of us 
we're all that down on them being put seven. You know, no, I can I, definitely see them making a run. I think it's the biggest hard. the thing is people are not they they have a lot of hype on them and they they would think they're going to do good. It's just I think that them playing LSU and Clemson, I think people are putting that chalking up that as a loss already, just because of how good Maybe. LSU looks. Besides the depth, but how good their their team looks. It's gonna be an interesting game. I mean, that was a it went down to I think overtime last year, right? And now that both teams are better, and so it should be another good game. They could decide the, the season because yeah, because LSU could lose that game, lose the game to Alabama, and then they don't have a chance at the playoff. So I mean, yeah, uh, it's at Florida State to open the season. So yeah, so who knows there? Never know. Um, yeah, with Notre Dame, I feel like um, you know. If they can win two out of the three games that they they play, those Ohio State, Clemson, Suffolk Cal, I think they have a shot because I think say it came down to Notre Dame one loss versus Michigan one loss, they should get in over Michigan because Michigan's that that terrible schedule. Um, well, we'll see. I don't know if this is the year to get a team in with a loss or everybody's gonna be undefeated, but you always think there's gonna be all these undefeated teams and it ends up being like one undefeated team left. So, um, interesting to see on that. Um, okay, let's move on to some news. Um, we'll start with the Big 12. They're nearing a deal to play football and basketball games in Mexico. Uh, so the agreement is not complete, but would last for multiple years. And it's meant as kind of a one-off experience to play uh, both um, football and basketball basketball games there. Uh, I think it's, a you know, their, their new um, commissioner, um, Brett Yormark, is just fine, trying to find different ways to generate interest and revenue into their teams and conferences. So um, I guess that, that was a question for me to you guys. Um, should other conferences do something similar uh, or would you like to see college football keep their games here in the United States? Since they're United States colleges, right? I mean, um, think about NFL, they're trying to expand their reach, but I, a lot of the college don't even play on TV in different markets. So what are your thoughts on this? Is this the right thing to do? Sorry, Jeff. I mean, it's, with with Mexico, it's not so bad, especially since the Big Twelve had like you know, Oklahoma, right there, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, a lot of them are kind of right there, or at least some of the bigger brands are right there. Um, but you know, I, I don't think it would make a lot of sense for the big. I mean, maybe the Big Ten has something going on in Canada, uh, Pac twelve. You know, it's, it's a lot of the locations. It's hard to say now because yeah. Really, outside of the SEC, it feels like all you know conferences have teams all over. Like Rutgers is in Rutgers in Maryland are in the Big Ten, but now the Big Ten's also bringing in USC and UCLA, so it's like coast to coast. It, um, I, I don't think it would make much sense for a lot of other teams. I mean, as you were saying, you know, sometimes it's hard to even watch your preferred team when you're, you know, a state over. You know, it, it can get ridiculous so I, I don't think it would make much sense for any other team or, or any other you know conference but hey you know if it, enough money's on the table you know go and do it <laughs> Not for sure any thoughts on this one jordan I, I don't know if it really makes any sense because you know 90 not 90 but a lot of teams for basketball at least their starting tournament is somewhere cool somewhere different so they're already doing that, right? You know? yeah, so so what, like, what would the point of this be? Like, And it's not like you're trying to draw interest in the sport. I mean, sport's already being played in certain fashions. Like NFL's going there and playing it. So 
I guess you, I don't, I just don't, I don't understand the benefit. Like you're, you're taking a home game, most cases away from your home fans to play the never country. So yeah, uh, it's like you're taking, are they going to, they're going to have, you know, make a certain amount of money. Cause now that program is not making the school is not making that money from the fans of the stadium. And then, so yeah. it, it's different for NFL because there's 32 teams and yeah. not a hundred and, there are three, whatever many NCAA teams there are. I mean, not you're you're gonna have, yeah, people are gonna want to go watch the game, but they're not really fans of the team playing. Yeah, I mean, I the novelty. I think it's cool for a one-off every once in a while. Like I don't know, name plays in Ireland, the Irish playing there, you know, and some teams play in Australia as a one-off. It's cool. It's like a study abroad type experience where your kids, you want to take them somewhere. I just I wouldn't want to do like a whole conference agreement to play and make, I don't know it just says it it takes a lot of stuff away from your fans I don't know that's what you want to be doing especially for Mr. Yormark here in his early you know commissioner days but I guess enough else to see how it works if it doesn't work you know you have to do it again so um, all right more news let's talk about the latest in transfer news to kind of wrap us up here um, so we first we have um, Florida Mich- Michigan State quarterback Peyton Foreign has transferred to Auburn. Uh, former Cincinnati quarterback Ben Bryant has transferred to Northwestern. Former Notre Dame running back Logan Diggs appears to be committing to LSU soon. Mm-hmm. And the former Ole Miss defensive lineman Tywone Malone transferring to Ohio State. So anybody stand out to you guys on that list? Uh, start with you, Jordan. No, not really. I think um, I don't think anyone's really going to make Peyton a Ford, He's going to be starting quarterback at Auburn. You think it's going to make a difference? No, I don't think he was that great at Michigan State. So I don't know what's really going to be a difference. I think you'd have a better. You would have a. He's gonna. He was gonna start at Michigan State. So why was he transferring? It's. But out of the list, I don't see anyone um, really making a huge impact as much as you would, you know, see the big huge names. I don't think Peyton Thorne's gonna make an impact at Auburn. Ben Bryant is not gonna really make an impact at Northwestern. I think just because they weren't that great at their schools they're at, what's I don't think it's going to really change too much. You could be said, though, you know, with Peyton Foreign, I, I've noticed that um, Auburn has also got a couple transfer wide receivers in. They're starting to update that, that room a bit. He might have more talent around him there than he did at Michigan State. But then, you know, Auburn has been not the greatest, but they also have SEC talent. So, you don't know, maybe he will make that difference. And he's upgraded for wherever they had because they didn't really have much in the quarterback room there in Auburn. So, um, Jess, anybody stand out to you? Any, anybody if it could make a difference for, for a team this season? I do think Peyton Thorne is going to make a bit of a difference there at Auburn. I mean, when you say make a difference, obviously we're not – it's not expected that all of a sudden now Auburn is going to be some playoff team. But I do think with him being an upgrade – They've brought in a decent amount of talent. Again, like you were saying, it's SEC talent. That's the top talent. You know, as as great as a lot of these Big Ten teams are, the SEC just top to bottom is a different breed. Um, and I think him going there will be enough to swing things in favor for them for maybe a win here, a win there, and the season overall looks better than it would have otherwise. But you know, I, I think in terms of making a difference, that's all, you know, particularly this late into the transfer cycle. I don't think there's any real top dogs out there unless some new declarations get made. You know, it's not like these guys are, 
former five-star guys, you know, like Quinn Ewers a few years ago transferring from Ohio State to Texas. That was a big move. That was a big deal. None of these guys are like that. Um, but I, I think he will be an upgrade, and I think that's going to help them get an extra win or two on the season. Well, for sure. Yeah, I think he, you know, he'll make a difference where he's better than what they had before, but I don't think he's going to turn him into like – at some elite team. I think he'll just, he'll make them better than they were. Um, I, you know, I don't think Ben Bryant's going to do much for Northwestern. They're kind of just a terrible team right now. So I, I, I feel bad for him going into that situation because he's not going to have a lot of talent around him. Logan Diggs, um, you know, the backup. I feel like the SEC loves the backups that Notre Dame has. Just run it up there. <laughs> um, Logan Diggs going to LSU from his home city. And they're kind of a loaded running back room. So I'm not sure why he would want to transfer there just because he's, he would get a lot more carries in her name than he would have at LSU. But um, so I think he'll, he'll make an impact where they have more depth in the running back room. Um, but then um, the D, D lineman from Ole Miss, uh, I think, you know, he adds depth to that where they may have missed a little bit of depth for Ohio state, which may make a difference later on down the road, but I don't think it's going to push the envelope wherever they make a playoff or not one way or the other. So uh, again, not, not a eventful transfer season. Uh, Keon Coleman, the, the, I think it's going to be impact wide receiver that we talked about last week. He visited Florida state and some others. Um, I think 59 teams contacted him. So he's definitely in, in, in demand there as a wide receiver. So hopefully we'll have some more on him next week. All right. Uh, with that being said, that's the uh, majority of the news for this week, guys. So as always, please make sure to follow along with us on Twitter in the flat pod and via our website in the flat podcast.com. Have any mailbag questions, any topics you want us to cover, shoot them our way and we'll make sure to cover it in a future podcast. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.